welcome to the Rural Youth Project podcast, brought to you by the Rural Youth Project. We're an international movement for change by and for young people living in the countryside. Thank you to InterAgro for sponsoring this podcast. Hi, my name's Alana and I'm a Rural Youth Project vlogger. In this week's episode, I catch up with Daniela, who moved to Scotland when she was 12 years old, and she tells me about her experience of living in rural Angus. Hello. Hi, Daniela. How are you going? I'm good, thank you. Um, good is it sunny where you are today? I'm in Glasgow and it looks, it doesn't look too bad actually. The sky is blue. Yesterday it was grey, so it's not too bad today. Today is quite nice. We were, um, were meant to get a uh, sun of about 21 degrees, but the clouds have crept in, so I don't know if we'll quite get that today, but I've got my fingers crossed. Yeah, Scotland is expecting a 10-day heat wave. <laughs> um, and as a person, I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you. Um, so, yes. I feel you. I'm from Australia, so a summer for us is significantly warmer than it is over here. And I've, I've currently got a jumper on. I've got, like, jeans on, and everyone's getting around in T-shirts. So I was like, what are you people doing? It's not warm. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much for um, meeting with me. I really appreciate it. European Fund that has five areas in Scotland. So they're called leader groups and Angus is one of the leader groups. And I saw that you were the, uh, like an MSYP for uh, Angus. So I thought I'd get in touch and I hope you don't mind that I just cold emailed you, but. I am completely happy to have you do that. <laughs> well, I was just, I would love to hear like, so I don't know whereabouts in Angus you grew up. I just knew it was Angus. And I would just love to hear more about like growing up in Angus. I assume you're in Glasgow now for university. Is that right? Yeah. And if you could just tell me about like, your future aspirations and like living in, in rural Angus and you know what the transport was like, what the scenery was like, what challenges you faced and but also the opportunities as well, that would be great. Okay, um, so I actually lived in Angus for a total of two years. Yeah. Um, so I moved from Ghana to Scotland when I was 12 yep. and I lived in Glasgow for the first four years. And so I did, so I was a city girl. Um, things were so accessible, it was so quick. And so I didn't grow up in, I didn't grow around the rurality, but I think I find that um, the problems that young people face when they live in the rural area is not defined on how long they're there because you quickly identify with them. So we moved um, to Dundee and we were staying in some part of the city center. It wasn't completely rural. Um, and then we moved further out into the rural area where we had to get a school bus at a specific time and we lived with our cousins um, and there were five of us. If we missed that bus and our parents were home or they didn't have a car, we were stuck. Um, if it was hard for, I found that like, it was hard to meet people, especially for my cousin. So we, we ended up actually leaving our rural area after a year because we were like, we can't do this. Um, and even after, and I still wanted to go to my school, which was in a rural area. Um, and so we lived in the city center and I got an hour bus every day to school and back. So I would sit on the bus and I would go all the way to the last stop. And so became quite friendly with all the bus drivers. Um, but if something happened, if public transport went down, my mom didn't have a car. I just didn't go to school that day. Mm -hmm. um, I know that um, mostly rural areas are predominantly, especially our area was known to be like an affluent area. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say that there, there are hundreds of kids who aren't in that position, who maybe live in the city and go to this school um, because their parents still provide them an advantage in life. And um, they... The, the 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 we don't have any youth groups in 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 my part of Monifit and Karnusi there are some but they're very few. Um, there is 
um, a really a really big need for young people asking for access to transportation. I know that if I go up to any of my constituents and ask, you know, what's one of the big issues, they're like, no, it's transportation, and um, it's access to fun things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because the nearest cinema is a car. It's like it's in Dundee. It's like so Angus is like Angus. I say Dundee and Angus a lot, but Dundee is just like the city, and Angus is like a town outside it. Mm-hmm. Um, that covers a vast area of like Monifeet, Carnoustie, Abruth. Um, and Dundee's where sort of all the students go to. It's where the university is. Um, and so people like tend to want to go into town, but access to that can be quite hard. Um, but I will say that the great things about living in a rural area is like you're always by the countryside. Um, it's a lot quieter. And um, your school really goes to my school at least Monifeet went to Great Lens to put us in the opportunities, put the students who they who they felt were qualified for that, that is, we all have our biases, um, in positions where they were able to get access to stuff. So whether it was going to open days or um, you know, if if it was a snow day and it was risky, you know, our head teacher would be like, you know what, I understand if you don't come to school because I think the beast from the east happened. Yeah. And it was completely sold out and all the school buses had to stop. Um and our head teacher was understanding of the circumstances of their rural school so that's what growing up being there for two years has been like um it's a fun city and angus um it's a fun place there's so many great bakeries um i love it you've got to judge a town on their bakery yes great bakeries great stuff Um, we had i remember so i'm a singer right i study musical theater at rcs um the royal conservatoire and um came to monifeet and me and my sister both me and my twin both sang and so our head teacher would like if there was like a, a gala evening or if there was something on, she would be like, my girls will sing for you. So she became kind of like a mini agent, Mrs. McAnally, best head teacher in the world. Um, and um, we would go to all these fun places and sing and got to see more of Angus and got to see more of the Dundee and Angus College. Um, and for me, one of the very special things that happened was one Christmas, um, we had like a Christmas event in Angus um, and um, right next to Monifeet and we sang at it with some of our teachers. So we got some of our teachers and our staff and kind of we sang carols um, and it was really good to see our whole community come together for something like that. So I would say that rural communities do have a better sense of community and looking out for one another and checking up on one another. Um, and that's one thing I love about living in Angus. So yes. Yeah, the community is fantastic. It just really makes you feel like you're part of something. And every time you walk down the street or if you're like on the way to school, like you said, you get to know people, you get to know them on a deeper level. Yeah. Um, so as we discussed, you're an MSYP and I kind of just, I would love to hear a bit more about, um, you know, youth parliament and what that involves for you and, and how important that is to give young people a, a voice and to teach them about leadership. <clears throat> Excuse me, because I think uh, one of the statistics that came out of the Rural Youth Project report is that only 13% of young people feel like they have a say in their community. And I think maybe not young, not many young people are as exposed to youth parliament as what they should be and that they can have their voice and um, heard on issues that affect them, like transport, like connectivity. And I'd love to hear a bit more about how you got involved with youth parliament and kind of the process as well. So what does it involve? What does being a youth member of parliament involve? Can you go to your, like your member of um, Scottish parliament and knock down their doors and tell them what young people need and, and what that, um, how, how it happens. I know you guys meet quite regularly. I'd just love to hear a bit more about it. Um, okay. So I'll just start from the beginning. I found out through young Scott. So young Scott in young Scott, we have an organization called young Scott who I had recently, I was previously involved in volunteering. So I had done a lot of stuff with young Scott. They had, um, they had a, this program called Venture Jam. It was about science and innovation and encouraging young people to come up with ideas for resourceful energy. 
um, good resourceful ways to um, better make our world energy efficient. And I got involved with that. And once you join a young Scott project, you're kind of stuck with them for life because like, <laughs> you like other opportunities. There's no chance to ever leave. You're there. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I got selected to be part of the advisory council called YS3. And it was basically where they handed over the reins of their strategic plan to young people. And so me and a group of 17 young people got to completely design their three-year strategic plan um, based on service for young people, um, and engaging with them in that way and finding out what was important to young people, what they want to see Young Scott do for them. And then I found out about being an MSYP and I was like, right, how do you enroll? Um, so you had to send an info, you had to send your interest, your, uh, you, you had to send that you were interested um, to the, uh, your support worker. Um, and then they would, you would go through training. They would help you with your campaign. Um, and you know, you, you, it's, a, it's, a, it's a democracy, we believe. So you, you have to campaign for votes. Um, and the thing about rural areas is there's very few candidates. So we started out with like maybe 14 people um, saying that they wanted to stand for MSYP and it just got dwindled down um, until it, it went uncontested. Um, so two MSYPs represent one constituency. So in Angus South, it's me and another um, person called Brooke Barr. Um, and so we ran uncontested. So just as I was getting ready to put posters up and I was telling people about it, I was like, oh, I'm just automatically MSYP, which I immediately um, emailed back my support worker at the time and was like, I don't feel good about this. Like, he's like, no, you did like write that thing. We really want you to stand. And I think that you can um, express other people's opinions and you can really carry the voice of the youth forward. And so I was, that like helped alleviate it. And other people seemed happy. My school was really supportive um, in getting votes and like telling me that like, even though we didn't vote for you, we're really proud of you and we want you to continue. And so once you get to MSYP, it's really about you able to join a committee. So I'm on the Equality and Diversity Committee and we get to put forward motions. And what it does is that the whole point of SYP is that it gives us a mandate to really go to lawmakers and go to um, politicians and say, look, we want to change the system. Actually, we want to destroy the system. Um, this isn't working for young people. And so when all of us as the representatives of young people across constituencies get together and somebody puts up forward a policy and says, you know, transport should be more accessible for all young Scots people. In, young people in Scotland, I then get to take that policy and say, look, 93% um, of young people in the Scottish Youth Parliament who represent young people of Scotland have voted on this policy motion based on consultation with their constituents. Um, and I think this is something that needs to get changed. Um, and so it, it's a great way of giving us mandates. I just came into SYP last year. Um, and then I went to university. Um, and so um, I got elected, went to my first sitting, voted on motions. Um, while I was still at school, I was still at school at this point, um, just, yeah, two, actually two years ago. Oh my gosh, two years ago. Um, so in 2019, I believe is when I was elected, yes. And um, I, was my, I was beginning sixth year. And so I, I did surveys. I did everything from surveys to asking people on their opinions. Um, if we had motions, the whole point of MS, being SYPs is not like, it's not like parliament. It's not like your opinion carries. You really do have to. It can be even if I agree on a particular point, but I do a survey and it comes out that way, that's the way I have to vote. So the very first thing was we had to decide what our national campaign would be. And we had the environment, we had national minimum wage, we had um, development of youth work, we had um, youth reintegration from the, ju the, the justice system. Um, and I put out a survey and the environment one and I had to vote for that, even though I was really wanting youth work to win. Um, and so it, it was about, it's about engaging young people, it's about putting their voice forward. And I do think it's important um, to see young people as system changers and system destroyers and people who can lift their voice and make an impact. And they, I do understand 
on a level why young people may feel like they don't have an input. Um, and recently I've gotten in touch with my local counselor and we have been, just before the pandemic hit, we were planning to have a meeting um, to discuss the local impact, what we can do at a local level. Because I think that on a national level, young people in certain issues do feel heard, but in the day-to-day -day of their community, whether it's trying to change the time they meet at school or getting more buses or um, being able to go on a particular trip or different things like that, or asking, you know, can we open a new youth group in this corner? Can we have a spaces for young people to hang out at? Um, that's really done on a local level. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm just um, in the middle of speaking to my counselor about that and how we can, I was planning on speaking to the council and the leadership in Angus and then coronavirus happened. <laughs> and so that's going to be one of my focuses going back. But also I find that as I look across Instagram over the past few months, um, racial justice and inequality is such a big issue for young people. Indeed. Um, and as an MSYP, there are, you know, we have to be politically impartial. We can't comment on ongoing investigations. And so for the longest time, I didn't have anything on my Instagram accounts. I was posting on my personal Instagram, my views as I processed what that was like. But as I looked across my constituents um, and looked at their Instagrams and looked at what they were posting and what people were sending in and the message that I was receiving, um, I got a sense that this was a really important issue. Mm. Um, and growing up in a rural area, being one of the very few black people, when I arrived in Angus, there was only one black person in my school. And then me and my sister arrived and suddenly there were three of us. Um, and then my cousins came over from Ghana and suddenly there were six of us. Um, and I remember walking down the corridor. At this time, there was only, it was only at the time because it's, they were in primary school and they moved up to secondary. But at this time it was me, my sister and two boys. One of them was my cousin. And the three of us were walking down the corridor and my cousin turns to me and says, oh look, it's 75% of the black population at this school. All three of us are here. We just need Moby and we'll be done. Um, and I can't imagine what it's like growing up in a real area by yourself as a black person. Um, I know that in Monifith, I unfortunately, gratefully have not experienced um, anything to that degree. Or even, I wouldn't even say I experienced a microaggression because people really, I'm someone who is particularly very helpful and very enthusiastic. Um, and I didn't get labeled as loud. I got, I think it was something that people admired about me, something people admired that I was, you know, energetic and enthusiastic and passionate. Um, and I gained the respect of my teachers and my friends and I became a house captain and a school pref um, and a, a house prefect. Um, and it really, it, it really encouraged me um, reflecting on my season in a rural area. But that transition of moving over into the city um, where you have such a big, especially at university, you have people coming up from different places. Um, our curriculum doesn't prepare us for that. It doesn't prepare you for, oh, sorry, mommy, I'm in a meeting. Do you mind closing the door? Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Um, our curriculum doesn't prepare you for how the world is going to see you and judge you. Um, and I think that there is so much work to be done in terms of, in Scotland and in rural areas, making people of other communities feel welcome. Um, and it is being done. It is, it is in, um, not in a way that is, not in a way that is tolerated. I think nobody wants to be tolerated. Everybody wants to be accepted and everybody wants to be included. Um, and so I would love to see more of that from rural communities and my hope going into, as we approach our next sitting, I want to put my, my focus um, is still very much on youth work, it's still very much on trying to make our rural area more accessible and working with our local council as much as I can um, 
while I'm here in Glasgow and thank God for Zoom because it means that I don't have to, I always thought I had to go there and be there in person and transport from here. Like that's expensive. How often can I go back? But now it's as simple as a Zoom meeting. Um, and so I hope to be more in contact with my counselors and being like, what's actually being done to see changes for young people in our community. But I also want to focus on what we can do on the issue of race and taking away the, um, the uncomfortability that we've seen, um, that people have had in the past of not discussing it to the point where you as a young person, you're just unaware of the issues yourself. Like as a black person, I'm discovering like, oh yes, that experience did happen when someone put their hand in my hair or, and I pretended like it wasn't uncomfortable. Or I just laughed it off. And now I look back on that. I'm like, no, like this is actually, this is how I should have stood up for myself better. This is how I could have informed this person about how this made me feel. Um, and so I think that that's a conversation that can be happening in schools among young people. And I think that my generation is, um, I think there's always a labeling of us being apathetic, like we don't care, or we're not interested in politics. I think that that is very false. I think that young people, you know, I remember Brexit happening. I remember young people's opinions on it. I remember people sharing it in their classrooms. Um, I rarely heard anybody says, oh, I don't care. People had their, we had the Scottish referendum. People were saying that they wanted to be able to vote at 16. There's so much um, that young people have to offer Scotland and their rural areas. Um, and if these local councillors and politicians will invite young people to the table um, and give them a seat, um, they will find that they are able to get more done and accomplish more um, and consider a different perspective. Because I think that um, young people want to be invited to this table. But if they're not, what SIP has done is has created a table for us um, to be able to come and discuss these issues and um, really empower young people. Um, one of my favorite hashtags on my Instagram is your voice matters, the voice of young people matters. Um, and I'm just really proud of all the young people who have filled out surveys when I've sent them, who have, you know, given me their opinion on things. Um, I'm currently meeting, my plan is to next Monday meet with young people to discuss racism in our community, young people who have lived in Angus and in Dundee, um, to talk about their experiences, because I'm speaking to the council um, on Wednesday about racism. And um, I know that conversation is going to be uncomfortable, but I, as a young person, I'm only 18 years old. Uh, I'm just finished my first year of university, um, but I have a support worker, I have a support system in place um, that allows me to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope that it's the first of many things that more young people, that not just MSYPs, not just people who have been voted in, but just normal everyday people, because young people don't know that they can actually be invited to these spaces. Um, and my hope is to be like, yo, these happen. Like when I, my next step is to, when do these happen? What do young people want to say to their counselors? This is how you can go. You can either come through me or you can go yourself if you feel like you want to speak up. Um, and I think I've seen um, great activism from young people and trying and finding their own tools, whether it's protesting or putting links to resources. Um, young people have really showed up. Um, some of my friends um, have really showed up, and um, you come you come across even in our own circles we disagree. Like there are young people with views that I completely disagree with, um, and that has its own challenges. But we. We, we all have a goal. We all want our voices to be heard. Um, and it's making sure that that's done as respectfully as possible for me. That's one of the things that I, yeah, that was a very long babble about MSYP. Not at all, Danielle. Um, but like that's been my journey with SYP really. And um, we've been able to get the UNCRC, um, Nicola Sturgeon committed to incorporating the UN, um, United 
Nations Rights of a Child Act um, into Scottish law. Um, so many big wins have happened for SYP um, over the past um, two years that I've been here and I'm up for re-election in March. And I just look back and I'm like, sometimes I look back and I'm like, maybe I haven't done enough. Maybe there's more to do and there always is. Um, but of the work that I've done, I'm really proud of that. Um, and I just want to encourage more young people. I hope that if I do, if I do run again, or if I don't run again in March, um, that there will be another young person saying, yes, I equally want to do this. I equally want to help other young people and have their voice represented as well. So yeah. Daniela, you are incredibly inspiring. I've just sat here, frankly, in awe of everything you've been telling me. It's just fantastic to, to hear. And like you said, you know, young people, they are more informed than ever, you know, through social media, we've got knowledge at the end of our fingertips, basically through all of our technology. And just like you said, young people want to show up. They want to have their voices heard on issues, but it's also about, like you said, creating those spaces where young people can come and have their views heard and discuss with other people, like you said, that may have opposing views to them in a safe space and, you know, create understanding and learning um, of each other. And I think the importance that you said, you know, of tapping on the, um, on the door of decision makers through your council and making sure that they're aware of the needs of young people um, throughout the entire community is so important. It's just been so fantastic to hear. I just think we'll, we might finish off, I think with like, I'd love your three top tips on how young people can have their voice heard, can influence policy and can make rural communities better. If you have a problem or situation in your council area, speak to your local councillor, um, speak to the elected officials, they are there to work for you. Um, you may not have voted for them, you may not even be able to vote, but you are there to hold them accountable and you can do that. Um, you can speak to an MSYP. Um, if you have, um, you can find, most of us have Instagrams or Twitters. Um, if you go onto the MSYP pay, um, member of Scottish Youth, uh, Scottish Youth Parliament website, you'll find your local MSYP um, through your postcode and you can get in touch with us with any issues that you're having. Um, and lastly, social media. I think so it's 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 um social media can be a tricky place. Um, but I think that my big tip to go with social media is um don't be afraid of saying, you know what, I changed my mind. Um I've 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 I just found out this new piece of information or I've taken some time to think about this and I changed my mind. Um or I have a different position. I think there is this tendency to have to you know pick a stand and stay there and be loyal to that stand it's okay for your ideas to shift you grow and evolve as a person mm -hmm. um and so you can use social media your elected officials um msyp so i think those are the three ways um of letting your opinion heard um and voicing what really matters to you so yeah those three i would say daniela that was fantastic and thank you so much for your time today i really do appreciate it